Welcome to the GigTube Podcast, hosted by Chad Polenz, a full-time gig economist since 2018. Each week, Chad talks to a fellow gig worker, content creator, or an industry insider to dig deep into the world of the gig economy. Let's see what they discover this week. Hey, YouTube. Chad Gig Economist back again with another Skype interview. Not sure what side you're on. Jonathan Whitney of Gig Nation. How you doing, man? What's going on? What was your channel name before Gig Nation? Oh, I just had it. I mean, it switched a couple of times. It was originally Rideshare Panel, and that was the name of a blog that I had for a while. Oh, yeah, Rideshare Panel. And I had it switched to my full name, uh, which I decided didn't really make sense if I was going to focus on the gig economy. I wanted to really brand it. So yeah, settled on Gig Nation. Hopefully we stick there. I That's a, that's a great name, actually. I wish I had thought of it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so let's start with the vitals. How old are you? Where are you from? Are you married? Have kids? Stuff like that. 29, from Seattle. Uh, born and raised. Grew up in just east of Seattle. Uh, not married. Mm. Just living just living my life, I guess. Is it as like rainy and dreary as they say? It has been lately, man. It's been like this winter until about two weeks ago was probably one of the just cloudiest winters we've had like they measured the uh the uv that comes through uh, over at the uw campus and it was the lowest that they had on record so Mm. it's been brutal but it's warming up right now i've had some sunny days yeah i mean i'm from upstate new york originally so i'm I'm used to the winter and all that in uh you know those gray days where it's just gray for like a week in a row uh, it's like the opposite here in Orlando. It's just like, especially lately, it's been like clear and sunny. It starts out like when I wake up, it's like already 68 degrees and then it peaks at like 95 degrees. Um, oh, man. It's brutal. Although I, I think the hot weather is going to be good as far as um, for like the whole virus thing, you know, like uh, shopping carts that are sitting outside in the sun are probably getting sterilized naturally that way. Okay. Um, yeah. And speaking of like, I since this is a hot topic right now, what is like the whole virus protocol and and you know what what are things like in Seattle like and how is like the regulations affecting you? Are you like in shelter in place or what's yeah? We have shelter in place here. Uh, it's been effective, I would say. I mean, just because we jumped on it seemingly pretty early. Seattle was one of the first places with confirmed cases, if you remember way back. So yeah, I think uh, Amazon, Microsoft started having people work from home like almost a month ago, maybe maybe a little over a month ago. So that kind of you know set the movement in place. And then uh, people have been just pretty good at it on a conscientious level. Everyone's doing their part. So yeah. Um, Do you yeah, know I mean, anyone who has it? Um, kind of like sec- like friends of friends, um, but no right. one personally. My my girlfriend's roommate's a nurse, so she's actually been like taking care of people that have it. Um, so yeah. she got sick like a week ago. She got tested yeah. for it, and we had to watch out for that. But mm-hmm. yeah, everybody. I mean, you and I are out there, you know, every day, and um, yeah. So like, what? Are you are, are you wearing masks or gloves or anything? What any? I'll, I'll throw gloves on. I I don't have a mask. Uh, it seems like that's becoming more of a thing. Like I, I think originally, every all the officials were 
saying no masks and now it looks like it's actually very helpful and very preventative. Yeah. So I might look into that. Yeah. I think masks are helpful. It's like, like I said in this in my last video, it's, they're like vaccines. If like everybody's doing it, then it, it actually works. But if only a couple people are, and it was funny because, uh, when I was out this morning, like first Instacart order came in at nine, I was at you know, Aldi by nine 30. I was like the only person in the store not wearing a mask. Oh, so I think it's like that, like peer pressure, like to, is going to like kind of shame people into getting masks. Yeah. I ordered one. You don't, you don't want to be that guy. It's yeah. hard to get them, huh? Isn't it? It's, I mean, there's a shortage right now, isn't it? Yeah. Well, did you see Instacart is going to start giving them to uh, shoppers? They're going to give us masks, gloves, a forehead thermometer, hand sanitizer. I did see or, that. Yeah. Yeah. It is. is it, they gotta, don't. You, place the order through yeah. the app right and then they'll send it to you well yeah i think you have to go on carrotswag.com and that's where that's where i got the hand sanitizer and they said it's not going to start the masks and gloves and all that. they're not going to it's not going to start till next week april 5th i think yeah it's monday oh, okay um yeah so like as soon as they become available yeah i'll place an order and then and doordash did the same thing doordash beat them by about a week so um, wow. I, I, yeah i placed an order for gloves and a hand sanitizer through doordash so um yeah speaking of gig jobs um you know let's kind of start at the beginning you know like you're known for doing gig nation on youtube you have a pretty big following and you know i've been watching you for a while and it seems like you've done like pretty much every gig app at one point or another um so what what regular day jobs have you had before you went into gig economy full-time or do you still have a regular day job at the moment, I don't. Uh, let's see. My first job out of school, out of college, was an analyst position at a law firm. So I was kind of just looking through casework. And um, I actually did that for about two years. And it was, I mean, it was somewhat interesting. It was stable. But they had a, a moment when their casework got really light. And so they tried to keep people on as long as possible. And eventually just started like laying people off. So that's actually how I like initially got involved in the gig economy. I was like just looking, I was applying for other jobs and I just wanted to have money coming in. So I started driving for Lyft and then um, that was like the segue to all of this like four or five years ago. Um, but I've held other, you know, full-time jobs uh, between that time. So what made you want to start making YouTube videos? That's a good question. I actually really didn't want to be on YouTube. Um, my very first couple ones that I did, I did just to like kind of drive people to uh, the Rideshare panel, which was a website that I had and a blog. And I just, right. I made some real bad videos. I think one of them was called like Uber versus Lyft. And it was just like me reading off of a PowerPoint. Um, super boring, but no one else had one. And that was just like a search term that people look for. So that got like 60,000 views. And then I was just like looking at my YouTube account, like a couple years after the fact. And I saw that I had like, not like a thousand subscribers, but like 500 or something. And, um, I, I don't know. I really didn't like YouTube or the idea of like, you know, being recording myself and putting it out there, but it seemed like it was there was like a lot of content missing at least like yeah. a year ago it seemed like there was a lot of stuff to come into play and just like do some stuff 
related to the gig economy. I, I mean, it's picked up a lot in the last few months. There's a lot of YouTubers doing it, but it just yeah. seemed like there was an opportunity I couldn't really pass up. Yeah, I mean, that's why I started making Instacart videos is because Instacart, there's no training videos anywhere. And yeah. I was like, there's this huge hole in the market. And I mean, like you have videos, you know, like, you know, 30 mistakes Instacart shoppers tend to make, things like that. I wanted mm-hmm. to make something that's like a step-by-step training course, like as if you were going to a class. Okay. Um, yeah, and like your videos, you know, they're really helpful too. I'm sure um, I've been getting tons of views on my old Instacart videos lately. So I imagine you must be too because you have, what, 20, 30,000 subs? How many subscribers uh, do you have? Almost, almost 20,000 now. Okay. And yeah, I noticed a huge upswing in Instacart. Probably right after they announced hiring 300,000 people. They've just been yeah. doing that massive push to get new shoppers on board. So it seems like it's working. There's a lot of people doing it and a lot of people looking for that content right now, which is which is good. Are you are you noticing a lot of new uh, people out in the stores with Instacart Lanyard? I do. Um, I mean, it's hard to tell who's new and who's not. And it's not everyone kind of has the swag, uh, you know. So oh, yeah. You notice them, you see people with the app and then you can kind of tell that they're taking photos of items and uh, it seems like there's more, more out there for sure. So uh, like what, what's your main gig these days? Cause I I know you just made a video the other day, you know, you just started with shipped. So are you just doing that and Instacart, DoorDash, what's going on? I did a decent amount of instacart in the past week just mostly out of curiosity because of how much i was seeing you know like new batches coming in and i kind of just wanted to figure out what was going on with all this and see what i could do to kind of contribute and help in some sort of way Mm -hmm. um the only app that i would say i've consistently been using over the past few months is grubhub like i still log on to grubhub at the end of the day and i'll do a few orders because it's I mean, it's just a laid back app and the payout's good. So that's, that's like my go-to if I, if I log on to something. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I, I prefer to do Instacart just for like the exercise. And it's like, it's, it, it's more work technically like work, work, like actual manual labor. But I just like the fact it's like, I'm going to accept a batch and like, I'm that's going to be my next hour. Whereas if I'm doing DoorDash, you know, just knock them all out. I don't get as much exercise as a lot more sitting down. Um, okay. But uh, yeah, I mean, if you can you get a stick with whatever app is, you know, the most lucrative. Um, <clears throat> speaking of apps, I remember you did a video. It was uh, like a m- few months ago. I think it was it was like just like a li- list of like 20 delivery gig apps. And like a lot of things I noticed on your channel is that you're always showing like these obscure apps and um like other money making methods, you know, like I remember you, you did a video about the UPS holiday drivers. So it's like, where do you, how do you find out about all this, these obscure apps that nobody's ever seen or heard of? That's a good question. I don't, I think the UPS thing, I kind of just got lucky. Like I'll just, I just have a radar out for anything that's like either gig economy related or something that I think would serve my audience. And so Uh, I kind of, I just try and notice, like, I feel like a lot of having a channel, having a following, whether it's on YouTube or something else is just like communicating with your audience, seeing what they dislike about their current situation, what questions they have, what they're looking for. And it seemed like there was 
a good portion of people that were like, Hey, this isn't consistent enough for me. And, um, UPS was like, you know, doing some sort of thing where people could use their own cars, um, but would have more solid hours. And, uh, for some reason people like that, I didn't think that it, as many people would watch the video, but it, I guess it was more of a curiosity thing too. Like why is the UPS hiring people <laughs> to drive their own cars? You know, I, I actually, I went down in person and had to apply and, uh, interview quote unquote for that and um i got denied because i got into an accident about a year ago and i got a a ticket um so yeah i didn't oh, i didn't wow. well i mean that was a w2 job so i didn't really miss out on anything plus yeah. the, you you would have had to wear a uniform and all that but anyway um you know so you've worked for so many different platforms what's your secret to getting hired that's a good question. I, I have a pretty clean background. I haven't been, you know, getting into any trouble lately. Uh, no accidents. I'm, yeah, no accidents. I think part of it's living in Seattle. Mm-hmm. It's the clean, you know, clean driving record, obviously clean criminal history. And then just the fact that it's in Seattle. I mean, uh, there's a lot of demand for all of these apps because people are pretty tech savvy. They like to, you know, do whatever yeah. they can to make their life more convenient because if you have that extra income, you know, why not? There's plenty of that in Seattle. So I think um, most of the time if I talk, if I apply to a company or I like talk to someone in the company and ask them, they're like eager and willing, just wanting to get new drivers on board as soon as possible. So yeah, it's yeah. been kind of lucky, right place. I remember a, a, a little while ago you were, I think you said you were going to get a new car or you were thinking of it. Did you actually end up getting a new one? Oh, man. So that's mm-hmm. – I'm actually waiting right now because I think cars are about to get cheaper in the next uh, couple of weeks. Uh, it's, yeah. It seems like there's a lot of things that are going to be getting cheaper in the next couple of weeks. But I'm having like this internal debate because I know that I should be getting a car that's like the best gas mileage and a cheap car. Um, but I also want something that I can, uh, you know, that has four wheel drive that has a little bit more space and that right. I, I've been driving a sedan for uh, 10 years and I'm getting kind of tired of it. So what kind of car do you, what's the make and model? I'm looking at Nissan Xterra's, which just have terrible gas mileage. Um, and mm-hmm. I would get. They used one. They just they re they resell terribly, and they're not terrible cars. No, man, what, um, but what kind of car do you drive currently? It's a 2005 Mazda three. So it's okay. I'm basically just driving that until it stops driving. Like it, the engine needs to be rebuilt. I've taken it to a couple mechanics, but it, it just keeps going, and the gas mileage is good. So funny story. I almost bought that car in 2005. Uh, no way. I, I went well. I wound up getting a Honda Civic, which I only had for like a year, and I told it because somebody ran a red light. Oh um, damn! Yeah. Um, yeah. So let's get back to uh, gig work. Do you do you have like a bunch of insulated bags in your car? Um, or I don't know if you've seen any of my other videos, like gizmos and gadgets, like the cup holder and the the LED hat that I have, and um, you know, do you so like what's like your setup like in your car as far as what you tools and utensils that you use for gig work. Um, I've got all the insulated bags, obviously mostly just the ones that have been sent to me. Um, 
I use the Grubhub ones as much as possible because it's an actual insulated bag, not like a cloth bag that has a little thin layer of insulation on it. Um, other than that, man, I try not to invest too much in my car um, because it really do you, sucks. Do you have a wagon? Uh, what's up? Do you have a folding wagon? I have a dolly. Um, oh, okay. I, yeah, I should. If I were to start doing more Instacart consistently, I would definitely need something to uh, you know push the bags because I've run into like one or two orders that really sucked, like carrying mm-hmm. four or five bags and trying to get up to the fourth floor on an apartment building. Oh uh, yeah, that. What's nice about Florida is like all the buildings are brand new. Although, like, there's a lot of brand new apartment complexes, and they're all three floors, three floors or less. And a lot of them, they don't have elevators because I think it's you have to have five floors before it's required by law. So there's so many times where I'm carrying a case of like bottle of water, you know, and I got to go up three, two, three flights, you know. Um, oh, man. Does that ever happen? I mean, well. Hey, you yeah. wanted your exercise, man. There it is. Yeah. That's <laughs> that's a full workout. What's it like doing gig work in the winter? Uh, it's not bad, man. And honestly, I'm like one of those people that doesn't wear a jacket, even if it's cold, mm-hmm. like unless it's a snowstorm or something. So people always ask me why I'm just wearing like a long sleeve tee or whatever. And most of the time it's because I'm in and out of like I'm in my car most of the time. Yeah. You know, sometimes you run out of the car once every 20, 30 minutes to drop something off. It's so, yeah, it's it's not bad. It's It's been pretty good. I'd, I'd rather be in Orlando doing it, but <laughs> I can't complain about my situation. Yeah. Um, so what, I mean, you might have to answer this question about like two months ago. I mean, I wrote these questions a while ago. What is like a typical workday like for you? Like as far as, you know, what time you get up and like your daily schedule, um, just, I mean, I know every day is different, but just kind of in general, like what's the day? It's been changing a lot lately. Um, I, would say I think we probably talked about this a little bit actually, but I know you've been studying for like some cybersecurity stuff, or you were about to start taking classes. Yeah. Um, and so I've been kind of doing some online courses on Code Academy, trying to learn some coding languages. And mm-hmm. I've taken a little bit of time off in the last week or so, but in general, my schedule is kind of the same. I'm up by about eight, sometimes eight thirty in the morning, and then the first like six to eight hours of my day are just either studying or I actually put in a decent amount of time on gigsharks.com. It's a website I've been working on and that's really just, it's kind of tedious stuff. So I try and focus more on like the learning side of things, doing more of the online courses um, through Code Academy because I'm really trying to like learn Mm -hmm. a skill that adds more value to, to a company or how long until you uh, finish that course? So I did the intro course to, it was like Python 2.7 and I finished that one and then decided to actually get a subscription. So I pay like 40 bucks a month through them. Um, and I'm doing a data science course, which actually is like supposed to be a three month course. And I think I'm like 25% of the way done with that. Um, so if, I, if I'm working on it, every day i think i could finish that in a month and a half and then Mm -hmm. kind of move from there 
thinking about going back to uh, you know the day job world. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm thinking about it. I don't know. It's it's not one of those things where I where I want to fully commit and say that I'm doing that because things aren't. It's not like it's something that I need to do. But I I, I don't know. I mean, you probably feel you probably have certain. Um, similar experiences where it's like the freedom of the gig economy and, you know, maybe yeah. running your own business is really nice. The upside's there too. Um, but consistency isn't always there. Yeah. And, um, you know, fortunately for the gig economy, if you're not driving for Lyft or Uber, things have been really good. Mm-hmm. Um, even though, you know, nationally and globally, there's a lot of, you know, pretty bad stuff going on, but yeah. I mean, um, I mean, yeah, like I, I, I know what you're saying. Cause like, you know, I worked help desk for like almost 10 years, various, like I just got burned out on cubicle life yeah. and, um, being like full-time gig economist, like you, you can't just commit to Uber or Lyft. It's like, you got to do everything. And the variety is nice. I mean, and then I, once I discovered Instacart and DoorDash, I was like, wow, I can make so much more money not driving people around, just doing deliveries and way less mileage too. But, um, you know, and as much as I like doing gig work and like not having a boss nagging me and coworkers and all that, it's like, there's no, you know, 401k, there's no health plan, no dental plan, no retirement plan and all that. So, um, that's why, that's why I'm taking the cybersecurity course. I'll be done like around Thanksgiving. So probably a year from now I'll be back in the cubicle, but, I mean, I'll be making probably double the money that I'm making now. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, if, if the money's right and it's something that you enjoy doing, why not? I yeah. Mean, I mean, if, I yeah, know. if you're going into coding, same thing for you. I mean, you're definitely, you're not going to have any trouble finding work and you're going to get paid well. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, it's been a, I, I went into it kind of, you know, not pretty skeptical just because like learning a skill that would put me in a desk job was not where I wanted to be, but I just think that a lot of my jobs that I've had, even though I have a college education, like I studied accounting in school, um, but I've just felt like I haven't really been doing anything that interesting that, you know, I wake up every day and I, I, you don't have to be excited to go to work every day, but, you know, I at least feel like you're adding value or like doing something somewhat important somewhere. Um, So I don't know. Yeah. I've actually been having a lot of fun, Learning how to code, which I never thought I would say. So, <laughs> I took a, uh, I you know, very brief overview coding when I went to ITT Tech like ten years ago, and okay. I hate it. And like you know, in in cybersecurity and anything Windows related, you have to do like a little bit of PowerShell at least. And mm. I'm not a fan of like that kind of stuff. It's very tedious, you know. Um, but uh, getting back to you know, Gig Nation, um. Like how this is something I wanted to ask you for a long time is because I know you're busy like between all the gig work and doing the the classes and stuff. How the heck do you find time to make YouTube videos? <laughs> uh, yeah, good question. I kind of just I've never invested that much into like content creation. I'm more just trying like uh, you know figure out where I can add value and do it quickly. Um, I'm not a person that spends like a long time editing videos or planning them. Like I mm-hmm. like to have enough planning so that people aren't wasting their time watching my videos. Cause I don't want to waste anyone's time. 
Um, but I, I actually knock them out pretty quick. I would say like, I, I don't know. I mean, there's some of them that have taken me longer lately, but I can, I can get one done in like an hour or two. Yeah. I was going to say, um, you know, most of your videos you shoot in your car and occasionally yeah. in your house. Um, are you improvising or do you write a script and then memorize it? Or do you have like a list of bullet points and then just kind of, you know, go off that? I try not to improvise, uh, but sometimes I do. Uh, if it's like me trying out a new app, I, I'm not going to script that. I can't really script that, but I try and like at least try, like do one order first and then think about what the main points are, like what I want to communicate to people as far as like what you should need need to know because me just going into it blindly might be entertaining but i'm not trying to have an entertainment channel i'm trying to like you know help like not do not create training videos or a course like you are per se but like at least have some of that in the videos and focus more on that um i think (laughs) a little bit i actually before i ever had a youtube channel i didn't really watch much youtube like i didn't like youtube videos just because of how much time is wasted before someone actually gets like to the information you need. So, Mm -hmm. uh, I just wanted to like create something that's like quick to the point. And, um, yeah, Yeah. it actually ended up being faster to make videos like that too. What do you use for editing software or like, you know, just Uh, do it on your phone? Yeah. I've got a phone editor. Uh, God, I can't remember the name of it right now, but I can, it's actually pretty good. Like it does everything I need it to do. Um, there's nothing that I wish I had a computer for really. Um, so I've been really happy with that. And I mean, just the fact that I can shoot something out on my iPhone, edit it and then upload it straight to YouTube from there is like the bulk of the time saving for me. Cause trying to switch something over to a computer, edit it and then transfer it back. Like that was just, a, that was painful. Mm-hmm. What video are you most proud of? Um, I don't know. Um, like, or which, which video, like you put the most work in and you're like, you know, I'm glad that got as many views as it has. I don't know. Like the only way I could really measure it is by like the response that I get. And I would say people tend to be like, I think the Amazon flex video that I made, which (laughs) wasn't really a good video but i think it just like had a pretty good overview of what exactly amazon flex involves and i purposefully tried to do like all of the different types of blocks you know from like a distribution center to like food delivery to grocery delivery tried them all out and then laid all of that out into pieces because when you first start amazon flex you don't Mm -hmm. really know what it is you're like what so i just show up to this warehouse and like Mm -hmm. they give me packages so I feel like there is actually very little on that before I made that video. So I had like a couple like things related to Amazon flex that people thought were really helpful. Yeah. I remember, um, you did a video about how to make the, um, the tap and swipe motion for Amazon flex. It's like basically like how to make your own bot. And like, then I yeah, made I'm kind of embarrassed that I put that out there, but like, mm-hmm. I don't want to take it down at the same time. Um, it's one of those things where like, that's not a programmable bot that's actually 
actually going to get you blocks consistently. And it's yeah, it, maybe it's not really a bot. Block, it's just like, a screen shortcut. Yeah, it's a screen shortcut. Um, I don't know. I noticed that a lot of the bots out there didn't really do what they want. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Like, it's just one of those things where you, I think my message to a lot of people in the videos were like, you know, stop trying so hard to get specific blocks and just take something and go with it. Cause if you're like, you know, swiping all day long, then you're sitting around for two hours. That's yeah. time that you could be earning. Um, it, so, you know, and you're not doing Amazon. That. You're not doing No, they, they deactivated me and they wouldn't reactivate me. So did they ever give you like a clear reason why? No, they did not do that. Um, I think my overall metrics were pretty good. There were just, um, there was like a couple things in a row that I definitely messed up on. Like it was just, I I can't remember what it was, but I got like a parking (laughs) ticket the same day as I had a ton of downtown deliveries. They were all like, I just, I needed a a commercial parking pass. If I had invested in that, then I would have, I'd still be working Mm -hmm. with Amazon, but I didn't even know that was a thing, honestly. Like I've heard people getting them though. Yeah. But I mean, if you're doing Instacart, Shipped, Grubhub, DoorDash, um, do you ever do Uber or Lyft anymore or Uber Eats? No, I I don't have a new enough car for uh, driving passengers, so I oh, can't. Okay. Yeah, can't do that. Or you ever do um, what's that one on the West Coast? Caviar, which yeah, I have I have the Caviar app. It's not. I mean, it's not as busy as other apps, but it's not it's not bad. I mean, it's generally like higher end restaurants i think that was their initial thing so okay. the tip you, should be better do you do um task rabbit or roadie or dispatch sorry about that um so i tried task rabbit and roadie um task rabbit I don't know. I didn't find the right niche within TaskRabbit per se. Like I actually just tried to do everything. And one of them was like some home repair. And this lady like had me into her house to like change a light bulb, which actually like <laughs> needed me to dr- like, she wanted me to drill a new hole in the ceiling and put in a different light fixture, which was just like way outside of the scope of what she yeah. asked for. And um, that, yeah, that was a bad experience for me. Uh, it sounds like that there's a decent amount of people finding uh, moving jobs on TaskRabbit and actually getting paid out really well through that platform, which I never really experimented with. Um, and then Rody, like, I just haven't seen anything anywhere cl- close to me. Yeah. So I, I don't know how far, how far are you from an airport? Um, because I, they don't really have it here, but I know a lot of people, especially like in Texas, I see on the Facebook group, um, you know, what, things on roadie is you can get paid to just go pick up somebody's luggage and bring it to them. Yeah, yeah, I see a lot of that actually. I'm just not close to the airport here. It's uh, SeaTac, so it's closer down to Tacoma, and I'm on the north side of Seattle. Um, but uh-huh. that's yeah, that's probably one of the most common things is people forgetting their bags and they need them dropped off. So if yeah, it's I mean, if you're a Lyft or an Uber driver and you're at airports, that'd be a good app to you know have on on the side there. So uh, what do you do for fun when you're not working or making YouTube videos? Um, it's a good question. I do a lot of hiking. It's kind of like a, a good thing to do up here in Seattle. There's a lot of good hikes up here. I play basketball. Um, 
we have a run every Sunday night, which we haven't had for about a month. We got canceled a while back. Uh, do some water sports in the summer a little bit. Just kind of kick <laughs> it. Watch cool. Netflix and stuff. Uh, you know. I was going to say, have you ever like, uh, play on Steam or anything like that? Are you a video gamer? No. I, um... I stopped gaming like a year or two after I graduated from college. It was like I was big into like Call of Duty and all that stuff when I was in school. And then um, I like saved up and bought a PS4 and I thought it was the coolest thing. And then um, that was like around the same time that I I had that PS4 and then I got laid off of that job. And I was just like, all right, I got to sell this and I got to stop gaming. and I got to focus like everything. And I kind of like started just working all the time for a while. And then when I started at like doing other things that just video games weren't back on the list. So I haven't been gaming much, but kind of missed those days a little bit. Uh, what's your predictions? I, it's funny because I wrote this question in the pre virus days. What's your, what's your predictions for the gig economy in general, like going forward? Like what trends do you see? What do you think? I mean, obviously this whole virus thing is, a huge wrench in the gears, but um, you know, just have you any predictions or trends you're noticing? Um, that's a good question. I wish I had kind of thought more about it because it's really hard to say if I'm, I mean, with like all of the regulations that are potentially coming down or at least California trying to, you know, mm-hmm. um, add some regulations I'd like to see kind of a nice median where, and I think we're going to have to see it after this with at least Lyft and Uber and the amount of drivers that can't work through that platform. Um, Some sort of middle ground where companies take care of workers a little bit better. Um, But it's still, you know, hopefully the flexibility and everything is maintained. I think um, you can't mess with it too much. So that's what I would hope to see. Um, I really just don't know. I think it's one of those things where it's like too good of a technology and it's, it's too good for consumers and it's too good for workers. I mean, I think that there's overall, like if you're looking at it as making some extra money here or there, you're not going into it with the expectations of, you know, this should be the same as a full-time job. It's a great thing for people that are independent contractors, you know, mm-hmm. that want some extra money here and there. It's obviously great for consumers. So I don't see why, you know, it shouldn't be something that continues to grow to some mm-hmm. extent in the future. Yeah. I mean, I think I agree. I think it's going to just kind of get bigger. But at the same time, there's going to be this, ma- especially now from what's happening, there's going to be like a massive glut of more contractors than they could possibly use once things go back to normal, quote unquote normal, um, because, you know, like Instacart supposedly, supposedly hiring 300,000 shoppers. I don't, that that seems a little ridiculous to me. Like, even if they said 30,000, that would seem like high, but, uh, I, DoorDash and Instacart shipped Uber Eats, Postmates, Grubhub, those, any, the food delivery apps, I think are going to be just absolutely swamped with, way more contractors they can possibly use by the time the fall rolls around. So it's going to be very interesting. Um, 
could a few months be from now. Summer. Yeah. yeah. It was, yeah, yeah and it's, that's it's uh, a good perspective. I think that's a very rational perspective and something that people need to think about right now too. You know, if this is something you're doing and depending on to be realistic about what, you know, the supply mm-hmm. and demand of everything. I should have asked you this a while ago, but, um, you and Adon from How Much, you guys did a crossover video like a month or two ago. Are you guys going to team up again anytime soon? Uh, we talked about it. That video was pretty bad, I would say. <laughs> um, I don't know. He he hit me up originally, and I suggested that we do like a, a DoorDash versus Grubhub head-to-head competition video and just kind of mm-hmm. like, you know, maybe did a introduction together but then we competed um and he wanted to like just do the whole thing together which like was fine and i think it's you know probably better in some ways but um for me i'm always like trying to i think we just have different perspectives about how to do the channel like he just dives into something and he thinks people will learn from his mistakes and i like to you know kind of like see if i can teach people while i'm doing it so um that was uh i guess one of those things where if you watched it you should know that it's not you're not going to make more money bringing someone else along you're yeah i agree you're just going to waste your time (laughs) i don't think you're gonna make any more money but like it, it would be good like if you had a husband and wife boyfriend girlfriend you know something like that um especially like right now with instacart because I'm getting so many double and triple bat shops. I'm like, man, I could really use a second person right now. Yeah, just, just an this. extra cart to organize stuff. Yeah, you could, yeah. But, um, anyways, I know you got to run, so we're gonna keep this a little bit shorter than the, the average um, episode. Let people know where they can find you. I, I know your YouTube slash is it Gig, Gig Nation or is it still? Yeah, Gig Nation. Okay, are you on Instagram, Twitter? Any of those sites? I don't really do the social media, uh, to okay. be honest. Like, I hardly ever touch Facebook, even. I do have a Facebook, but. Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, you have a, a Facebook group called Gig Nation. I do. Which I'm a member yes. of. So, um, yeah, if you want to talk to me or Jonathan, you'll see us in there uh, every once in a while. Um, you also have gigsharks.com. That's basically like your classified ads for gig gig jobs right yeah i mean that's i guess that's the thought of it it's just taking everything that you would put on like craigslist or whatever but i mean it's not i i don't like to think of it as like an ads or advertising because i'm literally like throwing up everything like a lot (laughs) some of those i'll I'll be you know transparent some of them do pay like through affiliate programs but a lot of them i I just have up there so that if you want to see like everything in your area then you can just look at it right there so hopefully that grows hopefully um it gets more people contributing reviews and saying how much they make in their area did you, so that it's, did you design that site yourself yeah uh well i mean it's uh out of the box i took just like a wordpress theme that was made for a jobs website mm-hmm. um and then i ended up switching my jobs plugin i use a plugin to like list all these different gigs and so i actually had to like redesign some of it and yeah so i you could say i kind of designed it yeah i mean that's still pretty impressive like i'm been it for like 10 years but you know i'm like windows os and like anything web 
related HTML, XML is just like completely foreign to me. Like I'm, I really need to start a website, just chattagigeconomist.com. And I just, I still haven't got around to it yet, but um, all right. So um, I'll let you go. Thanks for watching. Check out Jonathan over at gig nation on YouTube and the Facebook group. I'll put links in the description below and uh, hopefully we can, uh, once this virus thing passes, maybe we can do a crossover sometime. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Uh, Thanks, I will see you. I'll see you out there on YouTube land. Thanks for All watching. Right. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode, but we promise next week's will be even better. We'll be back on Sunday with this week's gig news, a show discussing the latest news, trends, and viral posts from the delivery and rideshare sectors of the gig economy. Until then, Keep hustling.